Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Scraps of Inspiration, your weekly podcast to give you a little light in a world that can seem so dark at so many times. I'm your host, Brett Hund, and with me this week, I have a good friend of mine. He's been a mentor of mine. He's been a teacher of mine. He's been the best person that I could probably know. His name is Walter, the music teaching housekeeper. Dude, <laughs> what an intro. Yeah. yeah. How you doing, Walter? I'm doing great, man. Just chilling, enjoying the beautiful Michigan air. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's yeah. crispy up here now. It's, it is, man. Uh, yeah, man. I got actually my parents are shipping me a little box that's got like a winter coat and like some more sweatpants, things like that. Because like, you know, originally I moved up to Michigan expecting to just spend the summer here. Mm-hmm. So I came in with all my tank tops and like my mm-hmm. swim trunks, you know what I mean? Like the beach vibes. And, uh, well, things have changed, plans have changed, and apparently I'll be here for the winter, mm-hmm. and uh, you know how the Michigan winters are. Yeah, exactly. I came yeah. up I came up here, and I was thinking, I overthink everything, uh-huh. so I brought my winter coat with me just in Smart case. Smart guy. Better right. safe than sorry. And now, uh, what do you know? I'm going to need it. Yeah, here I am. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Here you are safe. But, yeah. you know, my parents are helping me out. They rock. Mm-hmm. They're sending me a little care package, so I'm very excited for that. Nice. To be warm once again, rather than wearing four layers of t-shirts and long sleeves and a collection of things that keep me warm now i get just one nice big woolen coat exactly yeah that sounds great what have you been up to lately dude what have i not been up to lately is the question dude i don't know there's still there's a lot going on man Mm -hmm. it's a lot it's it's kind of crazy how how life how life is life is crazy is what i'm I'm saying because you know this whole this whole virus thing hit planet yeah. Earth, you know, a few months back, which completely took my entire life that I had been growing and like doing for the five years, and it just completely erased all of that. Mm-hmm. I had I went from hero to zero, like yeah. literally just like that. I had to start my whole life over from scratch the second this virus shows up, right? Mm-hmm. So for a solid three months, I was doing absolutely nothing. If we were <laughs> having this conversation, if you had found me five months ago, my answer to this question would be. Absolutely nothing. There is nothing going on for me. Mm-hmm. I am sitting in my room watching anime, playing video games, and sleeping twenty four seven. You know what I mean? Like that was that's what I did, dude, for three months, um, and it was kind of depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't find that fulfillment and joy that I found in life. Um, that is like what keeps me going, what wakes me up every morning. I've, I had no reason to wake up. Mm-hmm. So actually, so before, uh, quarantine hit and the virus hit and everything, I was actually in Japan. Um, and you know, Japan is like a, I think it's like a 13 hour difference than it is in America. So mm-hmm. whenever the virus hit and I had to fly home from Japan and my tour that I was on got canceled, mm-hmm. um, I ended up back in good old Arlington, Texas, and I was still on, you know, Japanese time, right? Mm-hmm. So I was sleeping at in the day, and I was up all night, right? Yeah. So, you know, I'm used to it. I've, I've been through that before. I've traveled back and forth, like, internationally once or twice in my day, and mm-hmm. um, usually I can, like, you know, take that... Uh, what is it? What is it? The jet lag, and I can fight it pretty, pretty easily, and within a day or two, like, I'm back to my old self, mm-hmm. but I had no reason whatsoever to wake up, I, I realized. I was like, why fight it? So I just let it happen. And I was nocturnal for three months. I was huh. a raccoon. Literally, that's what I did. Um, a raccoon? Is that, wait, or a, 
Are yeah. they nocturnal? Yeah, raccoon, raccoons are nocturnal, I, I think. I think so. Yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm pretty sure. I think so. There's a raccoon. His name's Reggie. He kind of like, he comes out by our dorms every once in a yeah, while. I saw like, Reggie the other day. It was really cool. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's true, though. <laughs> he only comes out at night. You know what I mean? You could lay out a piece of trash right there on like on your doorstep, and at, in the daytime, he wouldn't show up. But you better believe at 2 a.m., he'd come He'd come knocking on your door. Mm-hmm. But anyway, what was I talking about? I can't remember. Oh, nocturnal. I was, yes, I was nocturnal. Oh, did I hit? Wait, was second. that the... Was that the microphone? It was. Whoops. Just got a little excited over here. <laughs> yeah, you were nocturnal. <laughs> I'm nocturnal. Yes. I was. And had nothing going for me. Um, and then it all changed mm-hmm. in one little phone call. So actually, one of my really good friends, his name's Jimmy, uh, called me while I was sitting on my bed doing nothing like I always do. Um, and he was like, bro, uh do you want to go on a little adventure? And I was like, what? What are you talking about? And like, so Jimmy like lives in California and I live in Texas. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. we're, we live in very different places of the world. When you want to go on an adventure, where do you want to go? Mm-hmm. And he was like, do you want to go to Boyne Highlands, Michigan? And I was like, what? <laughs> what? Why there? And he was like, dude. So Jimmy was explaining to me that there's a couple of friends that, you know, we used to, I used to go to college with and that I um, had traveled with and done like music and shows with. Apparently during this quarantine, uh, they had all decided that they wanted to move to Michigan so that they could all be together. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were going to get these random odd jobs at this dinner theater, not this dinner theater, I'm sorry, at this, uh, at the ski and golf resort, right? Mm-hmm. I say dinner theater because me and Jimmy had actually previously performed at a dinner theater at this uh, at this resort, mm-hmm. um, but since the coronavirus hit, that was no longer an option. So he told me he was moving up just to like get a random odd job, just to see what would happen. You know what I mean? Just yeah. to like have a change of scenery. And trust me, dude, I needed the change of scenery. I needed to get out of my house, love my parents' death. Love my little brother, love my sister, love them all, love my cousins and aunts who decided that they wanted to come and move in with us for a few months, which was great. It was I had a great time, love family, don't get that very often. Usually I only get to go, like, go home with my family like two weeks out of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very n- good in that sense and very fulfilling and I, I love my family. But I was missing a lot of the joy and passion that I used to have for life. And a lot of that came from being with a group of people that thought similarly as me in the sense of we want to take every day and turn it into the best day ever. Mm -hmm. Whether that be through, like, I have similar interests with a lot of my friends. Whereas, like, music. Like, let's go do something musical. Or a lot of my friends are, like, really, like, love sports. Like, let's go play some frisbee or let's go play some football, you know? Like, I have friends who are, like, on that level of mindset. But even if even if the, they were deciding, like, hey, I want to just sit around and do nothing and just talk and have good conversation, I knew that I could find it with these friends. Mm-hmm. So I said, that's where I'm going. I'm, I'm going, Jimmy. Like, he invited me, and I said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Not even a thought went through my mind. I was like, I have nothing going for me at home. I'm going there. So next thing you know, I'm emailing uh, the person who I knew could help me out and get me a job Mm -hmm. at Boyne and I emailed her and next thing I knew I was like within like a week or two I had a plane ticket to Michigan and the rest is history since I got here so much has happened man Mm -hmm. started off as as my as you you know introduced me earlier start really all I had going for me at the beginning was housekeeping yeah I was a housekeeper which is you know 
Honestly, I've never had a normal job in my entire life. Yeah. Basically, every job I've ever had had to do with music, had to do with teaching, mm-hmm. had to do with traveling, all things I love so much. Housekeeping, never been one of my passions, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm being honest here. Yeah. Uh, so it started off housekeeping, but uh, which originally I was kind of nervous about. I was like, is this really something I want to move away from home to pursue mm-hmm. um, a life in housekeeping? What, what, what are my plans here? The glorious here? I, field of housekeeping. I know. Like, what is Am I going to make a 10-year plan right here of, like, how I'm going to climb the ranks of the housekeepers and mm-hmm. become head housekeeper? You know, yeah. that's in my head. I was like, what's about to happen here? Um, so I remember my first day of work, walking into the little office, little break room, and I was like, oh, my goodness, what is about to happen? And next thing I know, it was, like, seven of, like, my best friends from around that I had traveled with around the world and, and known over the last five years mm-hmm. all came flooding into this room with the same nervous energy of what's going on. But, like, we were together. Yeah. I was with eight of, like, my really close friends, and we just started talking and hanging out and catching up, like, what's up, dude? And we're like, what are you, like, are you excited for this housekeeping thing? And they're like, I don't know. Let's see what happens. And then next thing you know, like, we're out there scrubbing dishes, cleaning toilets. You you better believe we do it all, making mm-hmm. beds. And I had the best day ever. I'll bet. Because... I missed my friends and their energy and their passion for life so much that that day was actually one of the funnest days ever. And ever since then, I have been a passionate housekeeper mm-hmm. in the sense that I am with people that I love so much and I don't care what I do. I don't care if I'm keeping houses. I don't care if I'm, you know, if I'm landscaping or I have no idea if I'm like building whatever, building airplanes like I have no idea like whatever I'm doing as long it's as even if it's not something I'm super passionate about if it's with people I know and love the hours will fly by you will have an incredible time every day so I've been doing this job for like four months and every day is like a whole different like experience for me and I I love it so much because we're just goofy dude yeah we goof off we tell jokes but at the same time we all have a really really good work ethic and we like get our job done at the end of the day we look back on that unit that we just cleaned and we're like okay I did that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's very it's very satisfying at the end of the day when you've cleaned a unit and you're like, "Wow, I did that." Like it's you can see the progress in front of you. Yeah. A lot of times like in in other things I'm passionate about like such as like teaching and stuff, when you teach a kid, sometimes it takes a long time before you see any progress. Yeah. Um but when you're cleaning a house, dude, you see that progress happen right in front of you like lickety split. You see it and you go, "Okay, I did that." Mm-hmm. And it's really like very like I don't know. I I find it I I I find it very peaceful mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm housekeeping. Um, cause you know it's just you in a vacuum, mm-hmm. and you just get that hum of the vacuum, and it's just you and your thoughts. Um, and that's one of my favorite favorite things is I'm a very social person. I'm a very extroverted person. I'm actually a, a seven on the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I love doing things. It's my favorite. I just love trying anything I can possibly get a chance to try and do. Um. But when it when it comes to housekeeping, that's like my moment where I can kind of like look inside of myself and see where I'm at and see what kind of things I'm feeling or thinking. And I can think about the past, think about the future, think about the present, think about where I am, what I'm doing here in Michigan. And honestly, my favorite part is I get to listen to music. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge music nerd, dude. I love me some music, specifically punk rock music. I I vibe with it, man. I love it more than anything. And people wouldn't people wouldn't know that. People wouldn't expect that. No, but like uh, that's funny you bring that up cuz one what? of the, one of the previous guests that we had that I had on here is Carl. 
Oh, uh, Carl. We talked about how everybody yep. went through a punk rock phase and how no matter what, yeah. everybody can get down with punk rock. It's everybody true. Everybody can listen to no punk way. rock and just go with Bro, it. Bro, I went through the angsty teenage years a little late in life, mm-hmm. is what I always tell myself. I started listening to punk when I was like maybe 20-ish, yeah. uh, maybe 19. So it's been like three or four years, mm-hmm. and I'm still in the angsty teenage phase. Dude. It's true. When mm-hmm. you turn that music on, I get lost in a world of just like feelings and emotions and things I just <laughs> let out in that moment but yeah dude that's funny that carl said that yeah that, that was just a cool like full circle moment that was awesome <laughs> yeah dude it's true though it's true dude i'm head banging while i while i clean those dishes man it's mm-hmm. true like i love it so much um i think i listen to seven albums a day yeah actually i like can count like i've listened to entire discographies of of, of bands that i've like never listened to like one of the bands um, I'm listening to right now is Reliant K. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, like, yeah. right, right? You can't go wrong with Reliant K. And it's, like, a band that I've always known, but I've never actually taken the time to listen to all their music. So I started at one, mm-hmm. and I went to two, and I went to album three, and I'm going, and... Right now, I'm like only four albums in, but like the point is, is like I can listen to so much music at my job Mm -hmm. that it makes it so worth it. Even though I'm doing very tedious, monotonous tasks that are just the same thing over and over that your brain kind of just shuts down. Mm -hmm. Like I get this, the most engaging thing ever, which is like music, like this, this pounding music. And dude, when I listen to music, I, I'm no like. I don't know what I'm gonna say. Like I love love listening to it at max volume. Is yeah. what I was gonna say. Like I take my Bluetooth speaker to work with me every day, and no matter where I go, if I'm like walking to this room to clean a bathroom, if I'm going to this room to like clean the the couch or dust something, that Bluetooth speaker is in my hand mm-hmm. at max volume, just going, and I love it. And the favorite part about my housekeeping job is actually that I'm actually. I don't clean like normal, like uh, if you, when you think of a housekeeper, you think of like a little hotel or, and you're just going room to room with your little cart. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought I was going to be doing. But no, I'm actually like cleaning these houses, like these full houses that are like back in this land. Um, and like each house, like there's like so much distance between them, like, and it's just like out in the woods somewhere. Mm-hmm. So like I'm walking into an entire house that is like mine to clean and there's no other humans around. Mm -hmm. So I can be loud. I can sing. I love singing. I'm always singing along with my music. Yeah. Um, so I can just have a party and it's great Mm -hmm. as long as I get my job done, which is, you know, to clean the house. And then at the end of the day, always get the job done, always clean the house. And I have a party the whole way through. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Whether that be just like me and myself, like listening to music or whether that be with my friends, like singing, joking around, we have pillow fights. It's great. It's a great time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's one of the things I've been doing lately is the housekeeping gig, and I really like it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny you say because like uh, I'm also a housekeeper. You are, like, dude. I forgot <laughs> I we have never talked about yeah. about this, but I, yeah, just like at a different at a different place, close by, but different. Yeah, place. yeah. Di- and I resort. absolutely have the cart. You're the cart guy. Around. You're the cart guy. Hey, sorry to bag on the whole cart thing, man. No, no, it's okay. I get it. I get it. It's I've been there, but like for me, it's my, my headphones for, and I'm in for sure. All for times. sure. I knew um, if I was in your situation, I'd be in the same place with the headphones. Like, yeah, but like, I'm still singing along at like okay. full volume. Really? So my supervisor comes along and says, you're disturbing. The oh guests. no. <laughs> and I'm like, Okay, I'll no. You're blessing the guests, man. Free and en- free entertainment, right there, yeah, dude. Twenty <laughs> minutes later, I'm singing along again. And yeah, man. Come around. 
Oh man, but no, I I get exactly it's true. what you mean of just having the party while you clean and getting it done efficiently while you do it, mm-hmm. and that's the best feeling ever. It is, just... man. It's I'm telling you, man. A year ago, I was traveling Europe, singing and and dancing and performing and teaching kids. And if you would have told me a year from now that I'd be you know scrubbing toilets, I'd been like. I don't know about that, but here I am, dude, and I'm loving it. Yeah, it's honestly, exactly. I enjoy it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I could just be with my friends, dude, and have deep philosophical, intellectual <laughs> conversations about life and about everything, and I, I just love it. Yeah, I, I like, um, I, I was in the same boat with you, like uh-huh. you were in Europe and doing that. You were? Oh ago. wait, you were there. I was there. You were with me. <laughs> yeah. What am I talking about, dude? I'm sorry about I'm that. I'm just like looking at all the people that were there with us, and I'm, a lot like, of people like, that we clean the houses with here. are here mm-hmm. with us now. It's kind of crazy yeah. how life is. <laughs> yeah, but I remember feeling that trepidation that you felt on my first day, and then just walking in and just having a few people that I, a few faces that I recognized, and I'd be like, oh, thank God. I okay. know. This oh. Is going to be right. perfectly fine right. and so I've, I also have that same feeling of I don't care what I'm doing just as long as, as long I'm with, with my, my friends. friends yep it's okay it's so true mm-hmm. so a, another thing that you did recently is you you joined a band oh dude that's right you came to my gig right? I did you were there dude that was my first gig yeah I did join a band so funny story about that so last summer uh, I was telling you about this like this dinner theater yeah and like mm-hmm. so f- me and four of my like really really good friends um actually i'm saying that they're my good friends but i actually didn't know them that well until last summer it's kind of when i really met them and like bonded with them um but like the five of us always talked about like yo like what if you like joined like what if you started a band you know what i mean like what if we did this and it was always just like an idea in the back of our heads but like you know at the same time we were in this part of a different group that was traveling and touring Mm -hmm. and performing um, so we were like, maybe down the road at some point, you know what I mean? Like when the organization comes crumbling down yeah. and the virus hits the world, you know, exactly. then, you know, then yeah, of course, like a year ago we were knowing this would happen. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so yeah, basically that happened mm-hmm. and here we are, we all moved to Michigan. Just so happens that we were all here and we were like, let's do this. Like, let's, let's start a band, dude. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we're, we're in a band. Oh yeah. And of course, sorry, sixth member. There's a guy, his name's Caleb. He, you were there with yeah. me when in Europe, whenever mm-hmm. like I watched well, when I first met, really like got to know him and meet him. Um, and yeah, dude, he just vibes with us super well and sang like a guitar player. Um, and yeah, so it's really, it's the six of us, the six piece bands. Mm-hmm. We've got, uh, We've got a we've got a bass player, we've got a guitar player slash lead singer, rhythm guitar, and then we've got a uh, lead guitar player, um, and then we've got a violinist, mm-hmm. and then there's me. Wait, did I miss anybody in there? No, I think I got them all. Right? Bassist? Bassist, yep. I mi- yeah, I think I got them. Oh, I'm so sorry if I missed one of you dudes. My bad. There's a lot of us. Uh, and then there's me. I play keyboard, and I, and I play saxophone mm-hmm. in the band, and... It's a lot of fun, dude. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a good time. So actually, so I love music. Music yeah. is like my number one. Like at the end of life, like my main goal, my main one of my main things that I like want to accomplish is just to learn as much as I possibly can about music in general. Mm-hmm. Just like music and just teach it to as many people as I can. All these cool things I learn. Yeah. Um, but one of my biggest downfalls as a musician um, is actually my uh, my my knowledge of songs, my repertoire of songs that I have in my head, right? Mm-hmm. So like, um, 
I feel like my abilities as a musician is like I can hear a song and I can play it back to you. Like just give me like a minute or two and I got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can hear chord progressions and I can hear scale degrees and I can hear melody lines and I can like repeat them back to you. I feel like that's like one of my one of my talents as a musician. Mm-hmm. But like definitely one of my biggest downfalls is I don't know any tunes. I don't mm-hmm. know any songs. Don't know anything. And that comes from I think me growing up. Um, all I listen to, there's two things I listen to from like z- when I was zero to when I was, I think like 15 is when I actually started listening to my own music. Mm-hmm. All I listened to was Veggie Tales and Christian Radio. That was it, dude. Yes. Which is, I know, oh dude. I love gosh. me some Veggie Tales. boy. Dude, I can get down, I can get down with Veggie Tales. Those are my, those are my roots. That's mm-hmm. where it all began. Um, but that's all I listen to. Mm-hmm. You know, like my parents, like they have a very, like my mom uh, is a musician mm-hmm. and my parents have a really, you know, like they good style of music. Like they love music too, obviously. And they grew up in a, in a time where like some really great artists and stuff um, were like around and they like listened to all them. They had all their CDs and then like, what? well, yeah, what happened is they just kind of took their CDs and they like put them away like into the garage and they said, we're not going to raise our kids on this music. Yeah. Um, is kind of what they decided. Um, which I like understand because my parents, um, I love them a lot and they were trying to raise us like, you know, in a very like religious, like Christian environment, Mm -hmm. which is like understandable. Um, because you know, they both became Christians like later in life, you know what I mean? It wasn't a, it was like later down the road, like they became Christians. And when that happened, they, uh, they kind of like did away with like their old lives and like their old music is one of the things was they were like making that change from like a worldly life to a, like a Christian life. Yeah. Um, which is like totally understandable. And I totally respect them for that decision. Um, but at the same time, kind of, I missed out on a lot of tunes when I was younger. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't the kid who grew up listening to, Oh yeah, I love the Beatles. Oh yeah. You know, I love that song and this song. And I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I didn't really listen to any of that at all. My parents just didn't, um, it's not that I wasn't allowed to, I mean, my parents, I'm, I'm the third and I'm, I'm in a family of four, right. And I'm the third, uh, youngest, third youngest. Mm-hmm. Is that the way to say it? Yes. I'm the third one to be born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my parents got a little looser each kid that came out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like when my, when my sister was born, like the rules were a lot more strict about like what you can listen to. And like, you can't listen to this. Like you can't listen to this. When I, when I came into the picture, it was a lot, it was a lot looser. Like I, I could, if I really wanted to like branch out and listen to other music, Yeah. but I just never, I just never did. I only listened to like what they listened to and what I listened to, like when I went to school. So I went to a, like a private Christian school mm-hmm. and which was connected to a church. So like that church school is where I spent like uh, like kindergarten through like 10th grade I spent at the school. Mm-hmm. Um, so all I ever heard was like the, the, the hymns and the contemporary Christian music and like always. And that's like to this day, like some of my favorite music. Yeah. Don't like, don't get me wrong. I love the, the roots that I was raised on. Like mm-hmm. that music is great. And I will never, ever be able to get some of these songs out of my head. They are like in there for good. Um, but yeah, I think, I think I did miss out on a lot of opportunity to, well, I didn't know I was going to be a musician growing up. That wasn't even a thing. But like when I was like 15 ish, 15 or 16 is when I finally like decided that I 
well, I didn't, I didn't make the decision. I was just like, I like this music. I'm going to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And I bought my first album. The band that got me like into like music mm-hmm. is the band Mumford and Sons. Oh I, yes. I don't know why dude, but they spoke to me. I don't know if it was just like, I thought they were cool. They had like these British accents and like these cool, like folky banjos and stuff. And I was like, mm-hmm. all right. Absolutely. And Sign No More was the first album that I personally decided I chose to listen to that. It's mm-hmm. not something that you know, my parents told me to listen to you or like my sisters would show me because my sister showed me a lot of music, mm-hmm. but like that was my own final decision where I'm like, I like this music. And yeah. then I went soon after the album, uh, Babel came out and yeah. I bought that and loved it. Listened to it every, no, every, not only every lyric, but every like instrument part. Like I could mm-hmm. like sing it back to you like perfectly. Um, and that's where it all began. And ever since then, I feel like I've, just been, playing, I've been playing catch up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, I've got so much music to learn. Because, you know, when I was like 16 is kind of when I decided that I wanted to make music like my number one thing. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started playing piano. That's when I started like really like getting into singing and, and vocal stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And ever since then, I've been playing catch up. So that was all a precursor to what I was saying earlier. Yes, I'm in this band. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew 5% of the songs on the set list that mm-hmm. we put together. I was like, what? What are these songs? So actually, this is like part of, part of the, like the coolest part of it is that I'm learning so much from being in this band. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like I'm giving a lot to the band and I feel like I have a lot of musical abilities and a lot of musical like intelligence that I can like add to the room. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I am learning so much because I'm like, wow, like I've never heard this song before yeah. ever. How does it go? You know what I mean? And I'm anyway. Um, but yeah, dude, it's it's a good time. I love my band. They're called Sunfish. We're new. We're starting up, but come check us out. You know what I mean? Who knows? Give us give us a year and we'll be we'll be on world tours and such. Exactly. I'm sure. Dude, I'm We'll be dropping I'll an be album. a roadie. I'll You'll just, be my roadie, dude. Okay. Well, you were there at our at my first gig, you know, with oh, them. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, you're already part of the part of the roadie club. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a great plan. I'll just follow you guys around. That sounds like dude, actually the best plan in the world. Yeah, man. You're you're in, bro. You, we'll throw you up there, man, if you want to sing a song or two. You know, there, there we, we take... go. I'll whip out my harmonica. Oh, oh dude <laughs> you actually did that the other day we were jamming up you were, oh yeah we were jamming, jamming up, there. up there and i just whipped it out i, I thought did. it was so cool yeah man yeah. it's pretty lit oh man but yeah like you your musical knowledge astounds me on a oh, daily dude. basis thanks, thanks man <laughs> it's amazing on how you can just like you said listen to a song and be like okay wait one second wait second. okay yeah it goes like <laughs> this and then play it out it's yeah, one of the dude. coolest things, dude. in my opinion. Thank you, man. Thank oh, you. Man. Yeah, <laughs> like, would you say that music is like the number one thing that inspires you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say so. I would say so, yeah. What other inspirations do you have in this world? Ooh, other inspirations? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm really inspired by... Okay, really, let me take a second. I want to, like, define the word inspire. Mm-hmm. So inspire meaning, like, um, it, like, pushes you to be a better person. Exactly. Yeah, yeah like, so what things push me to better be a better person besides music? Um, definitely number one, like, right up there with music is, like, my friends, mm-hmm. obviously, and we talked about that. My friends push me to be a, be a better person. I am inspired by them all the time, and I just have so many different types of friends Mm -hmm. from all of these different backgrounds and lifestyles and like cultures that they grew up in that I can learn from. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, like going to Japan and seeing how my, my Japanese friends were like raised and it's very inspiring, Yeah, you know, and to see how like, wow, 
my world, that little bubble that I lived in, you know, um, I told, I told you I lived in, I live in Texas, but I actually grew up in New York. Um, so growing up in New York, like I was, I felt like I was in this little bubble and I was like, um, I don't know, like realizing like when I, when I, uh, met all these people like in college and stuff, meeting all these people from around the world, like realizing that my world wasn't this tiny bubble, that the world was so much bigger than that Mm -hmm. was really inspiring. I was like, wow, I want to learn from these people. Um, and I want to learn what they how they see things mm-hmm. from this little island on the other hemisphere of the of the planet they live on. Literally the exact opposite side. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I wonder how they see the world. How do they see things? Um, so, yeah, I'm very inspired by my friends. Um, yeah. I don't know. What else am I inspired by? Um, I'm inspired by... I just feel like I'm like inspired by like nature. I don't know if that makes sense. I, no, I get it. I get it. I I'm like a, like one of my favorite things to do is just to like middle of the night. I do this often. Just go out and take a walk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So especially living out here in Michigan where I literally live in the woods basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so at any moment I can just like get up and like go on a walk. And I don't know, like. Just knowing that in my brain, there's so much going on and like, I'm trying to accomplish all these things and be a part of all these things. I'm a huge, uh, like I can't say no to people kind of person. Mm -hmm. So like an opportunity is there and I take it, you know what I mean? So my time is constantly being sucked up by all these things I want to be a part of. And like, um, but then I walk out into those woods and I just like breathe and I can like just look around and see that no matter what is going on in my little world, my little brain, these trees are just chilling out here. Yeah. They literally haven't moved an inch mm-hmm. since they were born. They've literally sat there and just swayed in the breeze. And I look up into the sky and I see the stars and I just, I don't know. It's really inspiring mm-hmm. seeing uh, how simple life really is and how content you can be with a simple life. Mm -hmm. So that was, I remember one of the things like going back to like quarantine when I told you I was kind of depressed, but one of the things that like, I don't know, kept me going was just that moment of like breathing and reflection and like, wow, life is, life can be simple and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, like I, I feel like I have all these things that are going on for me right now and maybe whoever's listening maybe doesn't have, quite as much going on. You know what I mean? And like, what is like, well, you can't, you're not, you can't define your life. You can't, um, you know, label yourself by how much you have going on. You know what I mean? It's not like a ladder of success of like, if I have seven things going on, then, Oh, I have a better life than this person. I got two Mm -hmm. things going on. You know, it's not like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So if whoever's listening or whatever, like feels like they don't have things going on, I don't know. I feel like there is like a peace in, in that, in those moments, you know, like where you can just sit there and exist mm-hmm. and just be content. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I feel like that is something that inspires me all the time. I feel like finding the, uh, beauty in the simple things. Like one of the, one of the things I pride myself in is that I can take any situation that I'm in, no matter how boring it is or how it, what would seem uninteresting to other people, such as like housekeeping. Mm-hmm. And I can turn it into a really exciting experience for myself. Yeah. Um, and like, I feel like I'm like an extrovert. Like I was saying, like I'm a seven and I feel like I can walk into a room and there's a party going on. I feel like I'd be like the life of the party. I feel like I could have like, you know, like 
like I I want to be involved in everything going on in the room, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I feel like I I can like pick up like a Rubik's cube and I can go sit in the corner and just be completely like engrossed in this small simple activity mm-hmm. for the whole night and like not pay mind to anybody. And yeah, so I, I I do take pride in the fact that I can take those simple things and just find the joy in them. And I feel like I find that when I go into nature and I like see, I could literally just stare at a bug for hours. Swear to God, just Mm -hmm. try it sometime. Watch an ant, see what he does. Mm -hmm. See him walk around. Like, what is he doing in life? Like, what are his, what are his intentions? You know what I mean? Like, what is he, is he trying to go like find some food right now? Mm -hmm. Most likely guarantee you 95% of animals, like their number one thing they're trying to do right now is find some food. Yeah, it's true. Um, but like, who knows, maybe he's got like some love interest. Maybe he's trying to find some other ants. Like, I don't know how it works, but yeah. like, I'm interested in watching them exist. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's those simple things that we just get so lost in our crazy worlds that, uh, we forget mm-hmm. those things. But anyway, yeah. there you go. Yeah, like one <laughs> of the, I, I, I agree with like the nature thing so wholeheartedly. Yeah, yeah. Because one of my like simple joys in life that I love doing every single day is I, I live in a little... Like, a little further south than where you do. But, uh-huh. um, it's still in the middle of the woods. And yeah. every morning, I, I like, I take my shower. Mm-hmm. Uh, right before I get in the shower, I put my coffee going. Uh-huh. And then I get uh-huh. out of the shower. I pour myself a cup of coffee. And I walk outside with my foldable camp chair and just look at really? the trees. Dude. And watch the sunrise with my That's coffee. That's a good routine right there, man. That's that's great. Mm-hmm. Watch the sunrise. Really? Yeah. What time are you waking up, dude? Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the time to do it. Yeah. Nice, it's, man. It's just, I get it so much. And you learn so much from the nature and just like watching the leaves change up here. Oh, is one of the wow. most mind-blowing wow. things. Even though it's one of the most simple things, I guess. Yeah, man. Just seeing like the world paint the trees mm-hmm. in whatever way they want, yet it always mm-hmm. turns out beautiful. It's true, man. I think this virus is showing that to a lot of people. You know, I feel like a lot of people um, are for the first time having a moment where they can pause and look at those simple things around them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude. Totally. Yeah. But all these inspirations bring up to like one of the coolest things that I think you're doing nowadays. What's up? <laughs> that you're a teacher. You're dude. a music teacher. And everybody <laughs> always knew that you were going to be a music oh teacher. My dude. And now that you're actually doing it, we're like, we will watch your career with great Oh interest. my gosh. <laughs> Man, I still can't believe I'm actually doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not a dream. This is real life. I have dreamed about, like, this moment, like, this job opportunity for so long. Um, I remember, like, Back in the day, like, we would do these shows, like, this dinner theater, and there'd be, like, this question and answer portion at the end of at the end of the show where anybody from the audience could ask the cast, like, any questions that they wanted to ask them. And one yeah. of the questions was always, so what are your plans for the future? What do you want to do after you're done with the group? And it would just go one by one to every cast member, and it would always come to me, and every time I got the question, I always said the same thing. I said, I want to be a music teacher like my mom. Because mm-hmm. it's true. I love music so much, but like I said, like... One of my hugest passions on top of that is teaching it to people. I just love seeing somebody understand something the way I do. Maybe not exactly the way I do. I feel like I understand music in in a very different way than a lot of people do. But seeing them finally like... You know, people look at music as like being such a difficult thing. Oh, you got to be born with a with the ability to play music. Oh, you got to be you got to put in these many hours. You yeah. know what I mean? You got to go to college. You know what I mean? You got to like you know they they think of music as like this far off thing that they could never get to. Mm-hmm. But like I feel like I'm like that that 
that one gateway, no, like that, the, what is it, mediator or something like that between them and music where I can explain to them in very simple terms, like, it's not that hard. Yeah. Here, let me show you. Mm-hmm. And I do this thing where I'll, like, sit down on a piano and I'll have the kid or even adults, I have adults do it, sit down next to me and I'll, like, tell them, here, this is your note. And I'll give them, like, one note on the piano. Because some people think, oh, piano, I'm not that good. I don't have, I can't play all those notes. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm explaining to them, you don't need to. Here, take one note. And I give them a note. And I'm like, here, I'm going to play something while you play that note. You can play it fast, play it slow, play it soft, play it loud, anything you want, that's your note. Mm-hmm. And then I'll play something like down in the lower register, like a little chord progression, and mm-hmm. I'll let them go in on that note and like basically improvise with one note. And they're like having a good time. Like, yeah. whoa, I can do this. And I'm like, you don't know how many songs are just one note. Like uh-huh. you think that you've got nothing going for you, but like so many songs are just this, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't think of any right now, but the, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I'll like add a second note. I'm like, no, you got this note. And they go, ba, 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 ba. You know, and like, and they can just do whatever they want with it. And like some songs literally come from a note or two. Mm-hmm. So you can write an entire song with your abilities that you have right now. And exactly. people are like, whoa, I can do that. And I'm like, yeah, you can do that. You've had it in you for so long. It's just some people don't understand how easy it is. And someone has to be there to explain it to them. Mm-hmm. I feel like so many times, like, People don't like music. People had a bad taste in their mouth about it. Um, especially like, you know, those high school kids that are like, think they're super cool. And they're like, yeah, I don't do music. Yeah. And it all comes down to their, I think their elementary school music teachers. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because that's where people are first like shown music. And I feel like so much about it is not even the exact material that's being taught. It's the vibe they get from the teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, do they feel comfortable around this teacher or does the teacher make them feel good? Or do they feel like it's just like boring, just like, do, re, mi, fa, so, la. You know what I mean? Like a lot yeah. of kids find that stuff just painful, you mm-hmm. know? And I I make up my goal to not, <laughs> not let that happen. You know what I mean? Exactly. I want kids to... First, you got to win the kids over, then you can teach them the music. If mm-hmm. the kids don't like you, they're not going to learn from you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm the teacher who like will get to know every single kid in the class. And I spent my entire like first uh, class period with every single class. We didn't do anything music. Mm-hmm. All we did was just talk about each other. Like I wanted to get to know these kids. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to get to know me. Yeah. And we just talked and we like got to that like first name basis like that talking basis like i have all like my middle school high school students they all call me walter mm-hmm. you know what i mean like why you don't have to i don't have to put on like some facade like i'm like you know a much like higher person than them which honestly like i am not that much older than them yeah. which is so so funny story like i i could talk about like music teaching for a long time but like how did i the, the music job that i'm doing like this it's so funny how i got this job because it's like um so the school that I teach at, it's called Harbor Light Christian School. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a kindergarten. Well, actually, it's a preschool through 12th grade school. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because I went to a school very similar to that when I was growing up in New York. I went through a, a private Christian school. That was kindergarten through 12th grade. And I was there for 10 years. And then when I was uh, a junior, I, I moved to Texas, mm-hmm. right? To Arlington, Texas, where I went to a huge public school, mm-hmm. right? Which is a huge culture shock for me. Um, so 11th and 12th grade, I went from a school that had 100 people total in the whole school, kindergarten through 12, mm-hmm. to a school that had 3,000 people in just a high school. You yeah. know what I mean? So it was a huge change for me. Um, so anyway, so getting to go back to my roots, teaching at this school, I was like, wow, 
this is so cool. And funny story, like I told you earlier, I, I've always wanted to be a music teacher like my mom was, right? Yeah. So my mom was actually my music teacher growing up. My mom is an elementary school music teacher. And when I was a kid, she taught me choir and like mm-hmm. music and stuff. Um, and that's still what she does. Yeah. Like she's been doing that. Like she loves it. And my mom goes to work every day happy, you know, and mm-hmm. I've always been like inspired by that. Like I want a job that I can wake up every morning and go to happy. And and I, and I found it. It's kind of crazy. Like, me and my mom are doing the same job. That's awesome. And me and my mom can talk about it, and it's really cool. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, I teach kindergarten through 12th grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I get each class uh, for an hour per week. Mm-hmm. Um, and really the coolest part is that there's no curriculum. You know, it's a private school. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had a couple different music teachers come in and out of the school. So they don't really have any expectation, expectations. The only expectation being that there's a, a Christmas show that they want to do and like a, a spring show they want to do. So like one show per semester and everything else is basically up to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. Like, I think like that amount of freedom is part of the coolest thing because I have a very creative mind and mm-hmm. I feel like with that, with those amount of like, like the fact that the I could do absolutely anything mm-hmm. gets me so excited. Like I can't believe how did I like how did I land this job? Oh, I wonder no. all the time. And I, how I landed the job was actually the job opening uh, happened. Like I think it was because of COVID. School ended. School got you know ended la- like last spring. Ended early, and then the music teacher I think had to like move on and do other things. Mm-hmm. So this was literally like a week before the school year started. Mm-hmm. I found out that they were trying to like hire a music teacher Mm -hmm. um and they actually somehow like the job opportunity application got offered to or someone told my friend my friend emma grace and my friend emma grace who's also like a like a she's a singer you know she likes music Mm -hmm. but she like wherever she is in life right now she just decided that she didn't want to go for the job Mm -hmm. but she was like i know who would love this job that would be perfect for it and she thought of me so she texted me she was like yo you got to check out this job and i said I'm going on the website and I instantly went on the website, Mm -hmm. instantly emailed the principal, instantly said, Hey, like I'm Walter. And I gave her all my credentials and everything I've done. Um, which is actually funny because, you know, normally to teach at like a normal public school, you would need at least a four year bachelor degree. Mm -hmm. Um, or even more than that, a master's degree is what a lot of people do, which makes sense. You know what I mean? Like you want to, you want an educated person to teach your kids. Um, I, actually do not have that. I only have an associate's degree. Um, but the reason that I didn't go on to continue in c- to learn and, you know, get a bachelor degree, go to a four-year college was because I got, I was in an opportunity where I could continually, uh, practice what I learned mm-hmm. where I wasn't just learning. I was actually putting to practice the things I learned and, but like on a heightened level, like yeah. to a point where I was teaching a new group of kids every three days and every three days it was a different hundred, you know, like, or it, it varied a lot. It was either, mm-hmm. it could be a small group. It could be 30 kids. It could be the biggest group I taught was a thousand kids, mm-hmm. you know, and every three days it was a new group of kids and I always was teaching them music and I did that for five years. Yeah. Right. So, so my, my credentials were not like a piece of paper that said I completed the degree of this at this school in this year, whatever my credentials were, I've performed and traveled and taught in this country, in this country from this year to this year to, you know, like this, and I've done this many shows, I've done this many music workshops. Um, and through that, I was able to, well, through that and through the help of my old directors, Bill and Robin, Mm -hmm. um, the, during the interview, they wanted a phone number or someone that they could call and I gave it to them Mm -hmm. and 
freaking bless their hearts. They gassed me up hardcore, and I love them so much. And I'm convinced that they are, like, one of the leading factors in why I got the job. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so th- it all just came together, and interview went really well. And I got the job, and a week later, I was teaching. I was teaching kindergarten through 12th grade. Um, and I love it. I enjoy it so much. Um, and I couldn't imagine doing anything else, you know? And I just consider myself so lucky, you know, when, when you think about the coronavirus and how it took my entire world that I was living in and just obliterated it. Mm-hmm. And it put me, like I said, from hero to zero and like how I went from there to where I am now. I don't even know how that happened in a few months. And mm-hmm. I consider myself so blessed, so lucky. All of it comes through the friends that I, I know and have yeah. at the end of the day. Um, everything I had got stripped away. I don't have, uh, I don't have an organization that I can, travel with that will like help me put on shows and like all of that stuff that doesn't exist all i had were my friends Mm -hmm. and because i had my friends i was able to move up here with friends that i had i wasn't the first person to make the phone call to come to boyne highlands it was a friend of mine and that friend told another friend and then it slowly became this huge community like that you and me are both a part of yeah um and that wouldn't have happened without our friendships and i wouldn't have this job at harbor light if it wasn't for my friends texting me and thinking of me so at the end of the day um that's really what matters you can do anything in life if you if you know people Mm -hmm. and the only way you get to know people is to get out there and meet people you know what i mean and i feel like that's something i love to do and something i'm really good at is just doesn't matter who i'm meeting i can make friends with them i could i could make this person my best friend you know like i could do it um and yeah so there you go. I I'm very content, very happy in where I am in life. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm having a great, great time up here in Michigan. Don't know how long I'm long I'm gonna be here, which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a weird point in my life where I have no idea what the next few months will hold for me. Mm-hmm. Um, which is weird because I feel like normally in life, you know, you go to school, you know, you're you're set from kindergarten to twelfth grade. You know exactly where you're going every day. You're going to school. Yep. <laughs> And you're living with your parents. But then after that, you know, I joined this organization where as long as I wanted to be in the group, I could be in the group. And I wanted to be in the group for basically forever. So I stayed in the group for five years. And I had nothing to worry about. And they just kind of helped me. Like, like I didn't, you know, they took care of all of my housing and all my traveling accommodations and all those things. I don't have to worry about that stuff. But now I'm finally at a point where I'm like, wow, like I'm adulting now. Like I'm actually in a point where I have to like decide my by myself where I'm going to live, mm-hmm. what my job is going to be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. do I want to buy this thing? Like, I'm making, like, big purchases now. You know what I mean? I've never owned a car, but mm-hmm. I'm thinking about buying a car now um, and all these things. And it's really cool. And mm-hmm. I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I'm growing up and I'm adulting, mm-hmm. but also don't know what the future holds. Who does? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The coronavirus is... Like, we're all in the same boat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I could sit here and talk about how, oh, how's woe is me. Like my organization fell apart because of the coronavirus. So sad. Everybody went through it. You know, I have to keep reminding myself that. So when I feel that depression, when I feel that sadness, I'm like, you know, Walter, you're fine. Like you will be okay. The rest of the world is okay. You'll be fine too. I feel like I'm doing pretty good with what I got with the cards that were dealt to me. I feel like I'm making a pretty good hand out of it. Um, so yeah, I don't know what the future holds. Don't know how long I'm going to work here at Boyne. 
Um, I do plan on staying committed to this teaching job. Mm-hmm. Um, the housekeeping job, I could leave it at any moment. Yeah. But the teaching job, I do want to stay with these kids till the end of the school year. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, actually, one of the cool things about, about the job, and I, I couldn't, this is another huge perk of the job. Um, that I was kind of scared of at first. I was like, I'm going to be a teacher. That's cool. And I kind of imagined working there from Monday to Friday, you know, mm-hmm. like a teacher does. And I'm like, okay, where am I going to live? Cause right now this job that I have at Boyne Highlands, the housekeeping job, I get free housing with it, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, cause I don't have a house yeah, and I don't have a car either. And it's really nice cause I just walk to work cause mm-hmm. I work where I live, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Um, but yeah. So when I was th- like getting this job, this, this new job, I was like, oh no, I'm going to have to find a place to live. And I'm like, oh, that's such a huge step for me. But mm-hmm. I know, like, I know I could do it. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm like, I'm not like worried. Like I'm sure I, I could piece it together, but it was just like, wow, it's such a convenience being able to live for free in a huge dorm with all of my friends. Like yeah. I love it so much in the woods. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I was kind of scared about that at first, but then found out the gig is actually part-time. So it's only Tuesdays and Thursdays that I teach music, yeah. which means I can keep my job at Boyne, continue housekeeping, which I do four days a week, um, and keep my free housing. Mm-hmm. So, and then I just go over to Harbor Light and teach two days out of the week. And so I get my moments where I can be like creative and extroverted and, and be in an environment where I don't know anybody, which is Harbor Light. Mm-hmm. And then I can also have a, an environment where I'm like more chill, more relaxed. And I'm in an environment where I'm with friends that I know really well. So I, um, so I can kind of just like let loose a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get both. Um, I get a little bit of both, which is really, really exciting. <laughs> Absolutely. But anyway, yeah, dude, that's that's what's going on with me. I don't even know how long this thing's supposed to be. I've been talking for 48 minutes, dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe I've been talking for that long. Yeah. Oh, it goes yeah. by so fast. It does. But we are winding down on time. Yeah, and man. so there is uh, one last thing that I want you to do. And you may be familiar with this thing. Hit me. Um, But... You know, when it comes to life, it's just a lot of the things that we do kind of get muddled down by, mm-hmm. like, the bad things happening in our life, like coronavirus, yeah. uh, like depression, things like that. Yeah. So if you could, for me, just in your recent history, rattle off three great things that you've done. Aw, three great things. I love three great things. Thre- th- th- three great things. You want me to... Wait, one more time. Just Hit me with the question. Like, in your recent history, recent okay. timeline... Rattle off three great things that you've done in my recent history, like specific things, general things. I, I think I've talked more of the general stuff. Let yeah. me let me go down to the specific stuff. Um, I feel like here's like a moment. I decided that I wanted to be a lunch monitor for the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I had an open period at school, and I said I want to be a lunch monitor. Like I want to spend time with the kids and. On my first day doing that, I walked right up to this little group of, like, second graders. I walked right up to their little table, and I was like, hey, is this chair taken? And they were like, no, and they let me sit down, and I just sat there, and I just let them talk. Uh-huh. Little kids will talk your ear off. Well, I mean, who am I to talk? I've literally been talking your ear off for 50 minutes. <laughs> um, but little kids will talk your ear off, and they just want someone to listen. And it's so cool for them to see an adult, like a teacher, listening to them, mm-hmm. um, especially like, like, I don't know. Like I'm only 23. Most of the teachers at my school are like 30, 40, mm-hmm. but like just seeing an adult listen to them is, is really cool. Anyway. So that was one, like, that's one great thing. Yeah. Like I had a great time talking to those kids. Um, and they were really happy. Uh, another great thing. 
Another great thing. Um, dude, oh, this, oh no, oh, I've been doing so good. Oh no, and I'm, my brain is, is, is getting me. Um, I think great things that I've done or things that have happened to me. Either or? Yeah, either or, either or. Come on, Walter. Come on, dude. You're so close. Almost to the end. Um, great thing. Oh, here's a great thing. I can't believe I just thought of this. My friend Charlie just gave me this shirt. Oh, that's a really nice shirt. Thanks. Yeah, dude. Charlie was just giving out all this free stuff. So Charlie is one of those great things. So Charlie has lived here for like a month, but he's like going back to California and he has all this extra stuff. Mm -hmm. And he was like, hey, Walter, you want to come check out some of my clothes and like see which ones you want? And I was like, oh, yes. Mm -hmm. So anyway, thanks, Charlie, if you're listening. That's a great thing by Charlie. Um, and third great thing, the final, the final thing that is great. Um, oh, I think one of the greatest things that's happened to me, like that has been like the most fun, most fulfilling thing has been when my, this is so random, like my little brother got to come up here Mm -hmm. and spend a week in my world Mm -hmm. um and that was like the greatest thing like because he doesn't know anything about my life really he knows a little bit um but he's never like been in my life Mm -hmm. um we live very different lives yeah he's a roofer and he lives in texas and he lived there for years and i've been traveling the world doing music and singing and dancing and stuff yeah so uh we only see each other once a year at christmas but like he got to come and be a part of my world and got to meet my friends and he became friends with my friends and I don't know. I can't explain it, but it's so cool when your two worlds collide like that, your family and your friends. Um, yeah. And there's not much much else I can say, but I just love my brother Mm -hmm. and I love that he got to be a part of this. My sister also got to come. Nina, sorry (laughs) if you're listening to this. Nina came too. She only came for two days. But uh, but still, I don't know. I I thought that was really great, and I love my siblings, and that they want to come and, you know, be a part of my little life. Yeah, but absolutely. anyway, there you go. Those are my three <laughs> great things. Sorry, that took me so long. <laughs> no, that's fine. Those were three great things. Yeah. Those were three fantastic things. So uh, this is basically the end of the podcast yeah, for, for you. Uh, but I'm not. I'm not done yet. Okay. I, this is this is time for for you. Can I to can just, I stay in the car and you, listen? You can stay in the car. I'm and, gonna and stay listen. right. Here, exactly. Then. That's actually exactly what I want wow. you to do. I'm gonna take I, a breath. I've I, been talking too long. You take your ch- turn, bro. <laughs> that's fine. Um, well, you know, I'm a uh, I'm a poor housekeeper living in northern Michigan. Yeah. And I would like to give my guests something every single time they come on okay. my podcast. Okay. But I can't afford to get them anything, so I try to give them a compliment every okay. single time okay. they come up here. So I just wanted to tell you that I look up to you so much in so many ways that you couldn't imagine. I look at you like a big brother and just the way that you handle creativity, the way that you handle music, the way that you handle life always inspires me on a daily basis. And I couldn't thank you enough for that. Dude. Thank you so much, man. (laughs) You rock. I love our friendship. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Me too. Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast with me. Yeah, dude. I enjoyed it, man. I'm glad I got to be a part of it. Thanks for asking me. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. Uh, is there any place you want to shout out anywhere people can find you if they oh. like social media or like things that you want people to follow or something like oh, that? Oh, dude. I mean, yeah, you can always follow my Instagram. Walter the fourth, baby. Oh, Spelled yeah. out. W-L-T-E-R-T-H-E-F-O-U-R-T-H. Follow me on my gram. That's where I <laughs> post most of my like music stuff and where I've been and my travels. Haven't posted anything in a hot sec. But I'm I'm getting on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, follow me. What about you, dude? Wait. So these podcasts are. I'm sorry. Like I I've yeah. listened to a little bit of one of them. I haven't listened to all of them. Mm-hmm. But you can just yeah. These podcasts are on Spotify, SoundCloud. Okay, and okay, okay. Podcasts. Because yeah. I mean, now I'm gonna want to. I'm gonna want to listen to this one for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I'll listen to the, I'll listen to any future ones mm-hmm. as well. You know. Absolutely. Um, cool yeah, beans, I dude. Love that. Uh, so. Walter, thank you again so much yeah, for being man, on this podcast. Definitely. And thank you everybody who's listening to this for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed it, please rate it, uh, subscribe to us so that you can listen to us on a weekly basis. And always remember, no matter how dark it is, there's always light in the world. And we'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye.